John hate the NHS? I hate the NHS. <laughs> oh, I refuse to I, clap. I, Take five I, minutes I have out no of idea. time. I had no idea. Day. Press on working respects. I've been yeah. working so much. I had no idea what's going on anymore. Mm. And mm. I heard a bunch of clapping and we, I was like, oh my God, is my street turning into Italy? What's going on? There's, oh my gosh. Everyone's clapping. And I was like, shit. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, I saw on Twitter. Okay, Your streets will be Italy if they were singing Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Charles Sinecast. Uh, presented, presented by the Oh, oh my god, present yeah. That's her line, John. That, that yeah, that's her line. I know she hasn't been on in so long. It's like uh, I'm forgetting I'm forgetting what's going on. Hey, this is Jonathan Foster here. Um welcome to this. We are back. Oh my god. We have <laughs> our our little boy Phil. Yeah. Our little uh adopted bubble child, boy. My bubble, bubble boy. boy. And uh yeah, there's a extra voice here returning as a special guest for all you guys. Who, Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who did? It's, it's me. Who is it? It's Ariana Nancy Pucci. <laughs> My daughter. Hi, Dad. Hello, uh, brother. It's been a while. It has been yeah. a while. It's been a whole minute. Yeah, we haven't had an Ariana on Main Timeline podcast since yeah. your last episode, right? I know. I've been outsted. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not I mean, the bastard child. You're on the, the Patreon. I'm, on I'm not even on the Patreon. <laughs> I'm on the Patreon. It's, I'm a yeah. freebie. People bitch. pay to hear me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have yeah. to pay. You have yeah. to pay to hear my two cents. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting paid for this one. I don't know what's going on. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ain't nobody getting paid for this one, sweetie. <laughs> Lockdown. Lockdown. Okay, so a lot's happened since the last episode. We are uh-huh. officially on lockdown Yeah. Uh, in the UK. I'm here. The news keeps on coming in, guys. We were talking about this before I hit record. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been joking about it for like a week. And like, okay, what happened if those people telling us what to do get sick? Yeah, exactly. and Trump, yeah. Trump included. Not fair. All right, let's get to like stuff that matters. Uh, <laughs> Fictional story. How's it going, Ariane? It's been a long time since we've had you on the podcast, and uh, you know I've chatted to you a bit here yeah. and there. I want to. How you doing though? How you doing? I am okay. I'm I'm good. I'm taking it a day at a time and getting really good at doing that. I've been baking mm-hmm. a lot of bread. I don't know if anyone yeah. knows me on Twitter or on Instagram. I've been baking hella bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? Um, I have a job now, which is great. So I'll go <gasps> Congratulations. Yeah. You can work from home. That's good. Like, yeah, I can work from home, um, which is weird. And I shouldn't be able to work from home, but I'm really lucky that I can. Yeah. Um, what else is new? Um, yeah. Job, other stuff. Like, it's just been, it's been, everything's happening so quickly. And it's mm. freaking me out. But... I'm trying yeah. to just go with it, but yeah, yeah. yeah How long have you been I, stuck in the house? I have been stuck in the house for this is day thirteen, or oh, you know, it's oh, day wow. twelve for me. Sorry, it's day twelve. It's day twelve for me. Right. Yeah, it's been it's been almost two weeks. We like we're a bit late on the response in terms of like all the lockdowns and things because the rest of asia were like ahead of us obviously like korea china mm-hmm. japan and then we're just like it's not gonna get us and like, of course it's that's gonna what, get us we're indonesia shit always happens to us <laughs> that's what they all think, <laughs> they all think. <laughs> and then and then um was on a i was on a shoot on saturday like two saturdays ago and one of our lead talents was like hey i have a fever i can't come in tomorrow so i'm gonna get tested and we were like Oh my God! It's the Rona, and then <laughs> it's happening. Uh, yeah, it's happening. And then she was like, "Oh, I tested negative, so let's reschedule." And we're like, "Yeah, we'll reschedule. We can reschedule." It's fine. And we can't. We all <laughs> fucking locked down. 
So, yeah. <laughs> when did your guys' lockdown start? Um, technically, we started Monday of like, this <gasps> week. Oh, it's boy. Oh my god, boy. Oh my god. Hi. Oh my god. Hi. I know you boy. wanted to see him. I know. Hello. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm obsessed with Phil's dog, even though I've never met him in real life, because oh. I don't think you got your dog when I was still in London. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh it was like god. the end of last year. Yeah. Oh my god, he's beautiful. He's so he cute. Could. Yeah, oh, he, can oh. the, he can sit on the floor and fart. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can fart into the mic. It's no big deal. Yeah. No, don't touch that. That's a snack time. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. How have you been, uh, how have you been, been Phil? Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. You both are at the same time. Okay. Hanging in there. Day at a time. All that jazz. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it's not, it, I don't know how long it's been for us because it's been so slow to get there. And I kind of started early. I started as soon as we closed, self-isolating. I like been like 10 days now, I think. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. How about you, John? Yeah, same old, same old, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I'm at times up and down on this lockdown. At times I am really enjoying it because I love being at home and I don't really care. On my days off, I spend a lot of time at home anyway and I rarely go out. But I'm working from home a lot as well. And that's funny because it's like, it's hard to work properly. I think I said that last week. Um, but you know, it's like you, you're going up and down one minute, you're doing actual work, and then you're taking your breaks, and then it's it's really weird. It's a weird schedule, so yeah. Is there even a schedule? I don't know. I, we are doing a lot of work uh, at the cinema. Yeah, you guys are busy. So yeah, I, I was just going to segue into a cinema update. We can get into that a little bit. So yeah, uh, we've been working super hard though to get in contact with all the customers and stuff for these canceled shows. It's a lot of work because we have to handle every transaction individually. We can't just, like I said last week, we can't just have a magic button that just refunds or whatever, all the tickets. Um, So we have to email all the customers and deal with it one by one. So massive shout out to uh, Sophia and Faye who have been working really hard with me and handling a lot of refunds. They've been doing a lot more than me, to be honest, um, because I've been doing some other things as well. So, yeah, we're also working on a lot of ways to keep people entertained via cinema channels during this lockdown. I guess just keep an eye on the Prince Charles Cinema Facebook and Instagram page. Those are at Prince Charles Cinema. And if you hit us up on Twitter at the PCC London, you can uh, catch what we're doing over there. We're trying to come up with some fun ways to keep everyone engaged, see how people are doing, check in on people. We're also using our email a lot for this as well now, seeing that uh, strategies kind of have to change a little bit. So a lot of this is going to be like looking to our staff members and stuff as well and seeing what kind of stuff they're doing and how we can um, you know, implement their many talents and stuff. Kind of like the way this podcast has been doing, but we're just going to expand upon it and show people what our staff are up to. So yeah. Really cool. This is what I've been up to. <laughs> this. Just sitting here. I'm drinking coffee. I'm literally drinking the coffee, the same mug. He's drinking out of his Simpsons mug. Which is a great mug, by the way. Thank you. I'm I'm constantly wrapping the Simpsons. Can you see this? Yeah. Yes, the, it's oh, awesome. yeah. And the Dusty, is so Dusty good did. Yeah. Yeah. Julia loves button. that. Julia quotes that all the time. Really? I showed her that photo of uh Dusty's job. 
mm. her uh, her masterpiece. Exactly. And she loved it. And the so, masterpiece hangs over the bed, obviously. Last week, when I was talking to you, Phil, I had a stolen PBR glass. This yeah. week, I've got a stolen beaver tail glass. <laughs> Coolest I glass. I gamma ray. <laughs> Do you have neck oil? No, gamma ray. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I've got water. PCC conversation. You got water. Mug time. <laughs> Mug time. It's the new, the new segment. Sorry, Eric, you yeah. got to catch up. What are you yeah. drinking out of? <laughs> Let's get into something that we haven't done in a very, very long time. And since we've got the person herself to lead us into it, Ariane, your voice was used for the jingle. You can give us a live rendition. Do it now. It's snack time. No. No, the other it's one. What are you talking about? It's too early oh for snack time. What? What? Yeah. What? Hey, hey, oh hey. my god! Oh my god! It's user feedback. <laughs> I have not done this in a Let's while. Let's give us a live rendition. Let's wow. go, Rusty. I can't do it, Rusty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's how Dusty gets her emails. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It's user feedback. The listener feedback segment. Hey, hey, hey! User feedback. The listener feedback segment. Beautiful. Yeah. It's better on the record. I went. I wouldn't see her live. You know. No, don't see me live. Don't nah, see me live unless I'm doing comedy. Come on. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a musician. So I've got, I've got quite a bit of feedback this week, which is really good. It's a good nice. week for us. Finally, um, there was, there was a lot of stuff I think from previous episodes that I might not have done, but with what's going on, I don't even remember. Um, so apologies if I've not read those out in a few weeks, but over on Twitter, our pal Will Dunn said, uh, felt like a bit of normalcy had returned listening to the episode with everything going on at the moment, but please, could you have a special quarantine snack time in future episodes? I want to know what you guys are eating whilst hunkered down. Mm-hmm. So guess what guys? Snack time! <laughs> snack time. Snack time. Quarantine. Snack time. Lockdown. <laughs> Lockdown edition. <laughs> so I'm gonna we're gonna quickly insert snack time here. Mm-hmm. And uh what we've done is because we haven't prepared something no. together. Yeah. And actually I just kinda want it to be a bit of a surprise for all of us. Okay. We each have a snack. Yeah. What are we eating this snack time? Okay, Phil. Well, I'm bring? going classic London. I'm going classic John as well. Oh, oh okay. This is the tree you always bring for us on the all nighters, and that's the Scotch Ooh. picnic eggs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, these are what? real nice. Yeah, that's a good ones? snack. Yeah, corn yeah, one. Nice. Oh, that's nice cool. We've had its sister snack before on the podcast with the corn sausages, oh, yeah, exactly, but not God, the eggs. Fake meat. I'm just trying to live in the past right now. You know? <laughs> one, yeah. one day at a time. One day at a time. How about you, Ariane? What do you have for snack time? I have um, Pringles, original flavor. Because the only my, flavor. Yeah, the only flavor. My brother, my brother and I have been eating this tube all day, and he like left it in my room. So I was like, hey, I'm going to use this for snack time. And then nice. he took it, and he ate some more, and, and then I couldn't find it. And I was like, you little dick. Um, <laughs> and I got it back, so that's fine. What do you what do you have, John? John John has been very like secretive about what his snack is. Yeah, so today's snack time for me, I feel like it fits the theme of this episode as well. And a, a very apocalyptic times that we are in. 
Is there right snack now. for coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. So what I have Just a rubber glove. <laughs> is leftover baked beans oh. and a uh, sort of a knockoff Ribita cracker. Oh my god, let's go. This is, this is the saddest snack time. Apocalypse ever. Britain. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Beans are gonna <laughs> keep you alive, man. Show no effect. Yeah, man. You're good for your heart, guys. We're good for your heart. The more you Can't eat them, the more you... That crunch. Mm. Okay. <laughs> the rye vita is really dry. <laughs> <laughs> and the beans, the are, beans are cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took too long to set up. Yeah. I, um, it's underwhelming, Jonathan. Yeah. The beans, the beans, um, man, I don't get baked beans. You don't we, do them in, we, we do them in America. But, but you do them right. <laughs> they're not as sweet, I feel like. Okay. These are so sweet. This is like diluted water, catch, watered down ketchup exactly. over top of beans. Sounds amazing. Mm, gross. Fucking gross. That's gross. And I don't yeah. understand with breakfast as well. Why are people eating that with breakfast? It's Make so heavy. Sense. It's so it's heavy. It's not a breakfast document. I'm out. You know, I really want to just hang out right now. I'm being really <laughs> offended. No, so I was hoping you're going to lean on your uh, Portuguese heritage and and join in on this, but you're swinging Brit on me, and I just don't understand it. So I don't have anything. I don't have any Portuguese. I have like. He's trying like to a, not get deported. That's what he's trying to do. I'm, I'm settled. I'm officially settled. Oh my and god! Now, congratulations. Thank you. And now I'm stuck. So it's not ironic. Yeah, not ironic after months of pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. This Visa Watch update. Oh my god! Phil is settled. Phil is settled. And How about Ari you, Ariane? <laughs> I am not dealing with your like you know bed shortage shit right now so i'm good i'm good i don't know when i'll be back in england to be honest um i had an interview for a ma course so fingers crossed but you know Sweet. we'll see nice. if the world will still exist after uh, <laughs> well i didn't really intend i didn't intend uh for there to be a visa watch thing because i kind of forgot about it but um hey visa watch <laughs> well, you put me on the spot, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to user feedback. Uh, our pal Lee tweeted in and said, "Really tough to listen to this episode. Could it was that bad?" <laughs> he said he could feel the hurt you guys were going through. Oh, damn. Those challenging few days could really relate to what you were feeling. Haste G back with a heart emoji. No. Also, cheers to Lee who's been uh, sharing us through the nerd party. Oh yeah. Also, we had Natalie tweet in, who is Manager Nat, who I call her Nat. I miss you, Manager Nat. We got tons of Nats at the cinema. So many Nats. Um, So, yeah, just been catching up on this week's episode. Tall for All and Far Away Sad did a good job of describing how it felt last week. Good to see the podcast keeping on, keeping on. Um, Elbow bumps. Elbow bumps all around. Yeah. We had a couple of emails this week as well. This has been really nice. Because people don't drop in our email nearly enough, but yeah, because we always we close. Ask them to do that. Yeah, um, this is really cool. So this, there's been someone who's emailed before. Uh, his name's Glenn. He emailed again, which is really nice, and it was really a sweet message, more so for the cinema itself. Uh, Glenn said, "Going to the PCC is not just an escape for me; it's an experience like no other. Seeing these interesting films on film is priceless. Having an independent cinema, cinema like the PCC." 
is what keeps other independent cinemas unique. I love your passion for films and meaningful conversations about them. I just wanted to say something great about your cinema and thank you. Yeah, that's really really nice. Thank you, Glenn. I shared that with the team. They were all really happy to see that email. We've been loving all these emails. It's been really cool. Yeah, the love has been real. Like, it's crazy. Really, really sweet. We also had an email from Lonzon listener Claire and uh, Patreon subscriber. Hey, Claire. Hi, Claire. Claire said, hello, hello. I hope you're doing okay and not going to stir crazy. No Jack Torrance's, please. <laughs> uh, so Claire, One more week. <laughs> no beers on tap makes Philadelphia. boy. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, quite a few things that Claire had sent in that she sent over our list of ideas to keep us busy. So I thought maybe what I'll do is occasionally pull out some of these in coming weeks. Hmm. Uh, just to kind of throw it out there. Spicy. Um, so Claire said best dogs in film ah. you've done cats you've done right. cats we've done cat and she said and now boy is a sim- semi-permanent guest host yeah not by choice already <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he should get some picks so i asked you guys if you could give us some uh top five dogs and films or dog movies okay phil you can go first i have like 10 Oh, so. Um. Cool. Uh, okay, hit one. Uh, Thief Spot Run. Ooh. Oh yeah, you ever seen that movie with David yes. Arquette? Bang! Yeah. I found that. I found that like on the street once on DVD, and they're still here. <laughs> the great on the street. Yeah, that little kid from like Two and a Half Men, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolute banger. The half. <laughs> I mean, terrible, terrible film. Don't terrible. watch. It, I I really enjoyed it. I always thought Ashton Kutcher is the half man. I don't know. Oh yeah, because he he replaced Charlie Sheen. <laughs> half a man. <laughs> half a man he used to be. Actually, all the cocaine Charlie Sheen did probably made him half a man. The cocaine <laughs> was the half man. Yeah. Man, all right. What happened? Let's go. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Phil? Oh, uh, I have a, a few. I'll, I'll just run them off. Um, Beethoven. Oh, yeah. Beethoven. There are a bunch of those. Those are a lot of Beethovens. Um, do animated movies count? Yeah. yeah and obviously, then yeah. Ob- obviously, Goofy Movie and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. Shout and out. you could go Ignitely. And you could go Classic Disney as well. There's Lady in the Trap and Fuck mm. in the House. Um, 101 Dalmatian. Cats and Dogs. Yes. Yeah. Toby Maguire, great. Jeff Goldblum, all good things. Great, great. Um, and one I I had to Google because I really wanted to remember what it was. Fluke. Have you ever seen Fluke? Yes. It came on Fluke TV. In the, Fluke in the trippy, like, 90 Disney movie, I think, it's where it's about a guy basically reincarnated as a dog. Oh, yeah. He's like a family man who's, like, died in a car crash, and then he, he's a dog. God, and I forgot about that. It's like him trying to find the family again. It's so weird, so oh weird. God. But it's always like the one of the Matthew first. Matthew Modine. Things. Matthew Modine. Yeah, Matthew Modine. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel Jackson's in it as well. Is he weird? Yeah, apparently. Maybe he's one of the dogs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Rumbo or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rumbo the yeah. dog. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my list. Nice. Sick. Okay. That's a good solid list, Ariane. That's okay. So I put down uh, Slinky from Toy Story. 
Good. Uh, yeah, dog from Cat Dog, the cartoon. Oh. Just like the dog half. Because <laughs> I like him better than Cat anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, half man. <laughs> yeah, it's a half man. Um, Air Bud, obviously. Uh, yeah. Which which version of Airbud though? Oh fuck off! Yeah, that's like basketball. You know, basketball, basketball, Airbud was the one I saw and the one I grew up with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if anybody else saw this, but it was also a, an obscure Disney film. Um, it got a lot of promo in Asia. It was called Underdog, and he was like Underdog, a talking yeah, dog, superhero yeah. dog. Superhero, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and not really a dog. Well, sort of a dog, but um, Bruce from Birds of Prey, the hyena, Harley's hyena. <laughs> Calf, I like that. That was really okay. good. Those yeah, are yeah. Those are mine. What are yours, John? Sick. I'm surprised no one said Scooby Doo, but fuck that dog. <sighs> Dude, yeah, Scooby Doo. I could. I wrote, my I wrote Scooby Doo on the request board like every single week. <laughs> I didn't write Scooby Doo down at all. Um, Crappy. Anyway. Scrappy Doo, yes, the king, the legend. I'll get into my my list, but I want to sh- give a shout out to all the legendary dog movies yes. from childhood that are all exactly the same. <laughs> uh, which are basically consist of a kid who's troubled, and then he finds a stray yeah. dog, and then they change their life. Okay, we got Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? Jesse yeah. Bradford. Yes. Uh, we got Air Bud, obviously. There's my dog Skip with Frankie Muniz. My God, oh my God. Frankie Muniz. Uh, Throwback. Anna Sophia Robin because of Win Dixie. <laughs> Anna Sophia Rob Nation, let's go. Yeah. There's like 10 billion Beethoven films, which is just about a big dog. Uh, then you got all right. So here's my five that I really like a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Homeward Bound, The Incredible yeah. Journey, mm-hmm. which sort of the the remake. Um, remake. Oh, the Michael yeah. J. Fox one, right? Yeah, yeah. With Sally Fields, Michael J. Fox, and Fred, uh, Donna Mesh. Great film. Uh, then there's The Fox and the Hounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Solid classic Disney film. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you get when you take Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. oh my God. a police detective who can't solve a crime, but much. he has a fucking dog that's seen what happened and the dog's going to help solve the crime. And they make him his partner. You got a mediocre 80 comic. Yeah. <laughs> I deliberately a, didn't put that on the list. Such a funny film. You get a buddy okay. cop comedy with zero cops. <laughs> you know what's better? Canine. With canine. Yeah, dude. You oh, mean man. canine with Kevin That one is violent. Oh, man. What else you got? Uh, okay. So if we have... <laughs> if if canine is the Pepsi, <laughs> the Turner Hooch is Coke, yeah. then... We have whatever Beethoven is, and then Beethoven own cocaine. Cujo. Cujo. <laughs> That's fucked Cujo. up, man. Cujo. Beethoven <laughs> own cocaine? That's not a fun dog film. He's on steroids. That's the, only time, that's the only film you'd watch where you want them to kill the dog. Yeah. Hey, man. The Dog like, and I Am Legend? I forgot last to put that time, on my Last time yeah. we did the cat list, I had one cat film that was just about a cat killing people. So, I mean, let's go for it. We need more of this. Garfield, right? Yeah. I don't even like dogs that much. Okay? Garfield, Garfield the Tale of Two Kittens. Yeah. You beat me to it. Yeah. It's like the greatest film of all time. <laughs> uh my number one dog film, though, is, and I'm glad neither one of you had her on your list, Best in Show. Ooh, oh, my God. Good movie. Good. I put that, I thought about that as, like, an alternative, if we were just yeah. talking about dogs in movies, like, the artists and yeah. stuff. 
I the best that. show is so good. So yeah. it's uh, Christopher Guest um, and a lot of the guys here behind Spinal Tap. Yes. It is so funny if you've never seen it. It's about these people who it's like a mockumentary about people yeah, who are right. at a, doing a dog show, like a kennel club sort of thing. And it's so funny. Um, so yeah, we had a bunch of dogs in this and uh we can move on to our main event, mm-hmm. which is uh yeah, there's some dogs in certain inc- incarnations of these films. Um what are we talking about, Phil? Uh Mad Mag. Fury Road. That one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. My world is fire and blood. Everything is dependent on oil. Yeah, killing for gasoline. The world is almost out of water. 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 Now there's the water wars. Here they come again. Everybody's gone out of their mind. You're not the only one, Max. Out here, everything hurts. You want to get through this? Do as I say. Now pick up what you can and run. Black and Chrome, whatever. <laughs> I forgot. I thought we were still on dog. <laughs> Called a segue. Uh, um, do you have any pets, Ariane? Do you have I any pet? had a pet. Um, we had a guinea pig. His name was Jerry. He was the toughest motherfucker on the block. All Top the five cats- guinea pig movie. Go. Oh, my God. G-Force, <laughs> G-Force, G-Force, and G-Force. There you go. <laughs> Come on, easy. There's yeah, literally no. only one. Jerry passed when I was in second year, and he's buried oh, out in the yard. So, but he was like the toughest motherfucker on the block. Like all the cats were afraid of him. It was awesome. Uh, in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, Max, a drifter and survivor, unwillingly joins Imperator Furioso, a rebel warrior, in a quest to overthrow a tyrant who controls the land's water supply. Guys, I asked uh, our assistant general manager, Faye, what she thought of Mad Max Fury Road. And she said, uh, what? That it's one of the best films ever made. <laughs> I love her. Oh, okay. hey, I miss Faye is a, uh, a gigantic Mad Max Fury Road fan. I don't know if I am, but what do you guys think of the film? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We have our membership cards. Yeah, I switched my membership annual. card. Yeah, it's annual. I switched my membership card when we got the My Backs ones. Just kind of really sly, just being like, all right, this is my Yeah, got that great shot on the, on the back. Great of shot of her. on the back. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. That's cool. Great film. Incredible film. We have incredible, one of the best ever made. How about you, film? Pretty good, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd undercut it. Um, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it after I've only I've only ever seen it the one. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, my viewing of it was so overwhelmed by the by the just I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the old Mad Max movies. Oh, okay. And it's like obviously stylistically completely over the top and yeah. interesting and cool and even the language is completely unique. Um, so it's hard to get to grips with it, and you just sort of go for the ride. And it's, it's very complicated. You're very simple sort of story. You've got this old west setup, which yeah. I really like, yeah. and yeah. it's a good way to treat Max. And not having him be the main character. No. Yes. Um, but I like the whole just they drive there and they drive back and that's the whole movie. I, was, I remember really liking it. I remember um, being really, really impressed by it. Just It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous movie. I just love looking mm-hmm. at it. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I had some issues with some readings of the movie. Mm. But, like, I, I, I understand it a bit better now. And, yeah, I mean, it's great. Obviously, obviously it's a great movie. I'm not, yeah. I'm not taking it away. It was made by like a seventy-year-old man, which is crazy. Yeah, and most of that shit is real. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god! Yep. What to be on that shoot must have been so insane and like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, yeah, just uh, hey, Tom Hardy, we're just going to tie you to the front of a car yeah. today. Is that right? It's cool. Yeah. Cool. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're going to call you blood bag the entire film. Let's mm-hmm. just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a 2015 dystopian action film written, produced, and directed by George Miller. It's the fourth installment of the hit Australian film franchise, Mad Max, consisting of Mad Max 1979, Mad Max 2, or The Road Warrior, or Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, or The Road Warrior, Mad Max. Pick one. 1981. And uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which they all starred Mel Gibson. And Tina Turner. Yikes. Well, no. (laughs) He was only in Thunderdome. Uh, The best one. (laughs) <laughs> and uh catapulted him to superstardom those films i mean that was pre-lethal weapon uh thunderdome was 1985 pre-passion of the christ <laughs> daddy's home too. And, uh, yeah and everything else uh, that came with that yeah so yeah um mel gibson awesome in the original films but he's a problematic man of course uh, yeah so it's a bit weird it's hard He's not in this movie. movie. That's great. We can just gawk at Tom Hardy (laughs) and Charlize Theron. I don't like Tom Hardy. That's fair because I don't think you're supposed to. Like, wait, wait, you don't like him as an actor or you don't like him in this film? I don't like, I'm just, I still haven't come to grips with him. I don't know what I think of him. Oh, we're going to throw hands, probably. No. Yeah, I'm done. Oh my God. Were you there that night that he was at the cinema? Uh, No. I was not. That's a funny story, though. Oh my god, it's a ridiculous story. It was room week, and then I remember we were cleaning the screen, and then Flavio that. ran downstairs into the screen, being like, "Tom Hardy is upstairs." Everybody rushed out, but then Faye was like, "You guys are staying downstairs." We were like, "No." We were we were stuck downstairs cleaning, we yeah, cleaning screens. And then yeah, um, and then Tommy was like, "Who Tom Hardy?" <laughs> and then I get a picture. I, I get There's a picture. picture of Tommy and like, Greg. Tom yeah. Hardy? And then Carlotta was like, when she was always, she was like, oh, he's an actor. He's oh, I'm actor too. Who he? Who he? And then he like gave me his phone to Google Tom Hardy, and I was like, this is Tom Hardy. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I see him. I see him. I will go take picture. 
But yeah, I don't know. I just I I think Tom Hardy's a funny guy. Like he he seems pretty cool, and the uh, stories you read about him and stuff it seems pretty funny. But I just still haven't seen a film where I'm just like I like this guy a lot. I liked him more in The Revenant, I think, than I liked oh, I him. him in The Revenant. But I don't know. There's still something about it. I still haven't. I need. I, I don't know. Moving on. Do you like him in this movie? He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. Well, no. That's the thing. Like when I saw this film, I was kind of like. Uh, when I, all right, so we saw we had this at the cinema originally when it came out in mm. like 2015, and I had to watch it a lot. And the first time I saw it, I was just kind of like, eh. I mean, it doesn't feel like Mad Max. Um, but then the more I saw it, the more I started to see the elements of Mad Max. But still, I don't know. Okay, so I'll, I'll just get to it now. Fuck it. I rewatched <laughs> this film the other day, and then I mm-hmm. also last night rewatched Mad Max 1979 and Road Warrior back to back. Man, those films, like, I don't know. There's something about it. I'm still trying to come to grips with Fury Road. I don't know if I'll ever 100% love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something about it. It just f- doesn't feel the same. It like, just kind of doesn't fit in with the other one? Maybe, slightly. There's some stuff I have coming up where I'll I'll, I'll kind of touch on a little bit. But there, I don't know. There's something about it. It's just like the there's something so of the time. I guess it's so cult in like old school and cheaply made like the old films and stuff like the they're first the charm film. to that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very Australian. They're very eighties as well. Like, they make him read up the movie. Like in the original, he had the Australian accent and then yeah. they made him do it again with the American accent to fill it internationally. Am I right? That hurts me. So maybe, bad. maybe, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, they could have the version I saw. He had an Australian accent. Oh, uh, never mind. It's also Maybe they changed it for the sequel. Yeah, it's that whole thing of like I think the thing with Fury Road that especially if people have seen the like original films is that it's quite unsettling to see like a remake or a reboot done so differently and so fresh. Like by the it, same guy. By this, like yeah, and it's 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 yeah. injecting new blood and making it more accessible to people that maybe like are not into the sort of culty 80s, like, sort of B look, like, which I think is really cool. Because I think in terms of Fury Road, I think it really fits in with the climate, like, at the time, like, 2015 was, like, I mean, it was, like, five years ago, and shit's been so different now. And But then I think Fury Road touched on a lot of stuff that our world is sort of dealing with like you know resources still dealing being controlled, with still dealing with yeah like resources being controlled and managed yeah. and sort of whim- like a woman's role in all of that and it's and uh-huh. i love that it's about women yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but only the pretty women get to live only the pretty women get to live and i wish zoe kravitz talk more <laughs> this is like that's, that's my only problem with the movie really yeah I, I, yeah no I think uh, the it was funny because it was it was that whole big thing which I think almost gave it a almost negative stigma like that it was pushed so hard you know like how films can get a political side yeah. of it and then it gets pushed really hard and it almost sort of negatively affects the film because yeah. people's perception of it going into it are going to be skewed by Joker. it's almost like the way Joker, Joker was yeah, yeah, yeah it's like you get you see and that it was, was like movie. it was pushed really hard it's, it's like this feminist film is feminist film and you're just kind of like okay what am i gonna watch and then i just see a mad max film with like women in it that are sort of badass but could have been more badass you know like i don't think furiosa was as cool as she could have been i felt like she could have been a little bit more badass could have had better backstory as well there wasn't much backstory 
Uh, I I think that's my problem with a lot of the characters is there's not much backstory. She didn't have to. Like, she didn't didn't have to. I think that's also the whole thing that I like. Like, you could take... I like Furiosa because you could just take her as is. Because I feel like she didn't have to be a badass. She didn't have to be sort of the one. She's a woman existing in this world trying to do her damn job but also trying to do the right thing which i think is the sort of line of questioning in terms of her character that i find so refreshing because yeah you watch a lot of these post-apocalyptic movies and you expect people to like you expect all these characters to be fucking katniss everdeen or fucking even though katniss is fucking boring black widow and stuff, yeah black yeah. widow and stuff like like you have to be dark and gritty and edgy and special um uh, but like you just do the right thing I don't know. I, I that's what I think. Like, I just mean like I wish there was more the story though. Yeah, like there's there's not much character building hmm. of these characters. You just none of them. Like, I feel like they just get stuck out in the desert and then they're like they're all just driving a lot. I mean that's kind of the problem I have. I mean it's like at the same time it's very Mad Max in the sense that they're all just like they're it's a western. It's a hmm. classic western of like revenge. man with no name right into town. Yeah. Any help? them he helped the locals and it's not about him well anyway the series of these films i mean mm-hmm. they follow max rakitansky in the original film he's a police officer in sort of a sort of future australia i mean it still sort of feels very of the time but it's experiencing a lot of societal collapse and each film they continue to get a little bit more devolved in civilization like this film maybe that's what it is yeah. fury road is so devolved that it's just like holy mm-hmm. shit it's a completely different world I I think he kind of wanted to create like a bit of a George Miller, like he wanted to create like sort of an idea of like it's Mad Max. It's the same sort of thing, but I didn't want to do a direct sequel because Mm -hmm. people probably don't remember the old films that much, you know, and Hollywood talks and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's sort of taking similar ideas. I don't know. I think maybe that was also another thing. It was uh, of the time. I didn't like I liked it more the other night when I watched it. Because I think when I initially saw it, I was just like, oh my God, they're rebooting everything. It was the same, yeah, around like the same time, like Star Wars came like out. The beginning of all these fucking like Hollywood churnouts. Well, it's been happening for a while. It's just like, it's when it really yeah. started to take off. But yeah. No, I like, yeah. I don't know. I rewatched it fairly recently with my dad and we were like, oh my God, I'm so ready. Like it was, it was like a really exciting thing. Cause you know, the second you're into it, I'm like, I am. It's like the biggest adrenaline, like adrenaline rush, because you're just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, they're just driving. They're just there's a sandstorm. This is scary. This is wild. And I think they also became sort of the blueprint for every other like desert post-apocalyptic look you'll see in like any Netflix show that's on now that has that setting. Like all these like, like yeah, so many, so oh, many. But so I many feel like that's that it's like really a testament to how <laughs> I don't know how inventive this like reboot is. Cause it's it's a whole like they really went for that look like I know it's been like like they, like a Rick and Morty episode fully like ripped off their designs and stuff, um, but in terms of mm-hmm. like I do agree with what you said about like yeah there's not much character development or building throughout the whole thing but I think the world building of it really sort of adds to the arc of what they were trying to say as opposed to like yeah, this is a movie about Max and how he helps people. This is more so like, this is yeah. what that world is happening and these are the people that are trying to change within that world. And yeah, it, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting for everything you could say like that. Like, um, oh, there's not much character building. There's not much backstory. You don't yeah. know what's going on. That's also a reason 
that I really like it. I like yeah. being thrown in the middle of the story and not know what's going on. And you only need, you only know what you need to. Yeah. And it's kind of like them, you know, if you start like Max does, he's just yeah. chilling and then he gets like captured and then he has to break out prison and then you're off and running. And like you said, the stop. Um, so yeah, it goes back and forth. You can read it multiple ways. It forces yeah. you to engage with it mm. in a completely different way. And how many like uh, modern day action movies ask that of you, like entertain and challenge yeah. you on the, that level? The and know, yeah, the thinking nothing man. Else, exactly, and nothing else like looks like that movie. That's why I never saw the Black and Chrome edition, and I never wanted to because it's such a good looking movie in color. Yeah. Like, why would I want to see the Denner in black and white? Like they, you know what I mean? Like it's so dusty and like overly saturated and um it's great you could just feel it you're there and even do you think it could take place after the other movie because like you said it completely collapsed to the point where they've built their like these new cultures these new idols these new ways of living you know completely it's weird because there's a lot of theories of Mm. when the film was actually taking place like uh people think it's like sometimes in between and all that sort of stuff i think it I the, I don't know if it actually fits in the timeline. Uh, I mean, it's really weird. I I think it's just it really is just mm-hmm. kind of like it's a reboot, you know. Like it, it you could fit it in, but it, maybe it's not really the point. Yeah, it's yeah. I think I think it breaks a lot of conventions that people were expecting, and I think that's why some readings of it like come from a really straight, like already from like an inherently biased place i don't know if that like mm-hmm. if yeah it i don't know because to me again like i keep calling it something so refreshing because it is because it just came out of nowhere being like hey look you're gonna have fun but you're also like you're also gonna feel some shit but not like in a cry cry way but sort of you're gonna think about some stuff and yeah. that's really rare for like a blockbuster yeah. to do that and it won so many awards like no and i feel like furiosa really like changed things yeah for completely the, for the better just that the character she was great and i love yeah. i did my favorite moment it's like they're like hiding out behind a truck or something and they're then people coming after them and they need to make a shot and mag goes to do it and then he just like look like side and then just gives her the gun and then she takes them out. He's like, I know you're better at this. Like, and it's just a great, it just thumbs up the film in it's, one shot. It's so good. It's incredible. It's her show and she's so good in it. I, I really like the Furiosa character. I but I don't know about the I just don't know if I I found it as fun as the old films. When I rewatched the first two films, there's something so it's it's funny because the first part of the film is so silly in Mad Max Fury Road, like where mm-hmm. you first get into it. And <laughs> so- yeah, yeah. And all the characters in the Citadel and stuff, and I'll get into them in a second, but my God, I mean, like they are, it's so bonkers and it feels so Mad Max. But then it get. I think once it gets on the road, that's where it sort of loses me a little bit. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I am into this. As, I mean, the final sort of climax of the battle or whatever on the road, that's sick. I mean, but I think that it sort of drags in the middle and I kind of like lost interest. Whereas in the, the, the first two films are shorter as well. That's the thing. A like film, yeah. Mad Max Fury Road is the longest Mad Max film, like two hours. I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. You can like what you like. If you, yeah. if you like the old ones, you like them, whatever this film's got some bits into it. Um, I would say like the series together, the whole Mad Max series, it was created by George Miller, who was the original director oh, of the original man. series. He directed all the films and he directed this one. I think it's kind of cool 
when you have someone who's like, there's a lot of elements about this film that I think it turns me around. I start to try to talk myself into liking it more than I initially did because the idea that it's the same director, that's really cool. He's just like still there. He created the series with his longtime friend, Byron Kennedy. They uh, met in college back in like 1969, Melbourne. Uh, They created the production company called Kennedy Miller, which uh, where all these films were produced, but they are also responsible for bringing into the world films such as Witches of Eastwick. Both, both of the Happy Feet films, yeah. Babe, Babe, and Babe, Babe Picking the City, a film where Caroline and I hey, bawled our eyes out. Um, and There's a dog in that movie, right? There is a dog in that film, so, but the dogs are not the stars. Babe is basically a yeah, dog. Basically. She's a she's a pig, John. All right, let's not let's not get into that. <laughs> like oh. Babe, a girl. No, Babe has like this like similar dog archetypes. I think is what he meant. Like in dog okay. movie. Well, you know, let's let's just. Let's just stick to the fact, okay? <laughs> I, like, don't be misspeciesing these animals. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to come back to this in a year time and, you know, be embarrassed at what was said about Babe. George Miller directed Mad Max and Babe. What the Who hell? else has the ring? It's such a crazy, Who crazy, crazy. Robert Altman, maybe? <laughs> he made Popeye the musical. Yeah, and the player. I'm going to... Exactly. So it's like... That is... Oh, I'm going to double build that so hard. <laughs> All right, one 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 more before we move on. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, he made oh, Godfather and Godfather yeah. Two, obviously, and he also <laughs> made Jack. Jack is a good Jack is actually a great movie. Great movie. Oh, Me too. Yeah, I love oh, Jack. I he like gets a lot it. of flack. I like great movie. movie. I like the sentimental weapon one. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road stars Tom Hardy. As we said, he's yeah. the he's Max. Uh, we got Charlize Theron as Emperor Imperator. Furiosa, Furiosa, fuck, I can't, I'm not bothering with that. Nicholas Holt yeah. is Nux. Come on, skip. Nicholas Holt, I think, has one of the best, the best scenes in the film. Well, the whole sort of like character development yeah. and arc and everything with him is really, really good. I really like that part of the film. Uh, then we also have Hugh Keys Byrne, who plays Immortan Joe. Mm. Did you know he was also in the original film Ooh. as the main baddie in the original film? His name was Toe Cutter in that movie. Not the same character, but really cool. Which which Mad Max movie is that that they they did a parody of it in South Park, <laughs> where they they like drive up to they're trying to get to a place and there's just like a wall of people blocking it, and there's a guy with a mark and a megaphone who's just saying, "Just walk away." Yeah, that's uh, that's Road Warrior. That's the second cool. one. Yeah, so I'll watch that one because that's not funny. Because <laughs> it was on South Park, I'll watch that one. Exactly, yeah. That's the limit of my culture. Road Warrior is actually badass. I think both of you would like the first Mad Max if you've not seen it. Um, the first one's really fun. It's really like, it's it's almost like a weird, almost, it could almost be a horror film. It's like, it's a very good thriller, like just sort of road film. Road Warrior is amazing. It's so fun. It's just like, so silly characters are like all insane it's so 80s as well it's really weird if you like weird anime and stuff from the like late 80s and early 90s like this north star is like drenched in this like influence from that film you know it's like you could see it all over that film uh but yeah uh i wanted to talk about immortan joe a little bit though uh because good god i couldn't stop thinking about donald trump when i saw him (laughs) 
like, oh my god, she's so crusty. He's like basically like twenty years from now when Donald Trump has ruined the world and he's still hanging out. Donald Trump gets a coronavirus. That's uh, what he looks like. His, when he yeah. cryogenically frozen. Yeah. Like, bro, you control all the water. Like, why are you so crusty? Please. He's got his two sons who are Corpus Colossus, who's the the name little guy. The name to this movie are insane. And then you have a guy, how many names Max? Uh, Corpus Colossus is a bit like Don Jr. You know, he's like, he's totally evil, but he's not as mean as his dad. And then there's Rictus Erectus. Is it Eric? They had to who's like Eric, who's the dumber son, who's the big they had, guy. They had to be one Erectus. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So Rictus Erectus is played by former pro wrestler Nathan Jones. Get a wrestling there we go. We got one in there. Finally got one in the camp. The uh, happiest Phil's looked in the whole episode. <laughs> Thank you. Do you remember Nathan Jones at all? I do, yeah, yeah. He was. I have no idea who Very horrible, very horrible career. Uh, one of those careers of maybe what could have been, but like, yeah, just didn't happen. He's like seven feet tall. He's gigantic. He's a giant. He's a big man. dude. Big guy. He's one of those guys to get the big push just from the look. But yeah, you know, actually, he got to hang out with the under. Have much after. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that Max uh, threw a, a skull at his head, and it was almost like his wrestling career <laughs> went down. Was he on Game of Thrones as well? He might have been, yeah. He's full-blown into acting now, so I mean, it's very possible that he's on Game of Thrones. Fair enough. He just looked like everybody on that show. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. on the show looked exactly the same. Uh, did you guys know that this film was actually in development hell for many years? There was uh, pre- Pre-production started back in like as early as 1997. Oh my gosh. A long time. Uh, there was attempts attempts to shoot it back in 2001 and 2003 but they were both delayed due to like 9/11? the September 11 tax and also the Iraq war uh, basically I think the Australian dollar was just so low at the time it was just um, really a struggle to get money and funding for it but eventually George Miller you know he was jumping on doing like happy feet and stuff and after that oh, yeah. he decided like oh maybe I'll just make Fury Road as a computer animated film <laughs> <laughs> with penguins? Maybe with penguins, yeah. And then he decided to just go back to live action. Mad Max Penguin Road. Yeah, Penguin Road, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that would have been a better film? Definitely. Why would they be in the (laughs) end? 100%, yeah. 150%. Uh, Why 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 are there penguins surfing? And why are there penguins wrestling and stuff? Okay, Surf's Up is a great film. You take that back. That's a different movie, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is no, not. I mean, they're still surfing. Happy yeah. feet. It doesn't matter. They're still up. surfing penguins. So why can't penguins be in the desert? Because they would die, Jonathan. They would die in, in if they were surfing in like California as well, right? Or Hawaii. Well, you know, it's the suspension <laughs> of disbelief, John. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Would it be animal cruelty, like if it was set, like a lot of them were penguins, and then you use a penguin as a blood bag for like another penguin? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's fucked up. So we're not going to do that. No, no, we're not going to do that. That's why it has to be animated. <laughs> yeah, because then it's okay. <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> that's why you can beat up Scrappy-Doo. It's because wait, it was CGI. Is there, is there a dog in Mad Max? Oh my god, is there? The first and second one, yes. Oh, but not Fury Road? No. no. That's the point? Why, are we, why yeah. are we talking about this? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Those first two are superior. <laughs> yeah, the first person has a dog. Yeah. 
I mean, Tom Hardy had a dog. So there you go. They had the lift connection. And now they had a dog named Max. Did he? Well, he had one called yeah. uh, Woody. I yeah. remember that one. He had, a, he had a dog named Max that was like How do you know in this? honor of Mad Max. Oh. And then he ends up starring in Mad Max years later Damn. after his dog had passed away. That's yeah. so cool. Phil, are you going to star in the remake of Taika Waititi's Boy because your dog's name is Boy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> same, same movie. According to George Miller, the film storyboard was made before the screenplay. Uh, the reason behind this was because Miller envisioned the film as a continuous chase with little dialogue and more focus on the visuals, which actually happened, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the storyboard was made with collaboration of five artists and had over 3,500 panels. Jesus Christ. Um, over 80% of the film, or 90%, depending on who you ask, was uh, practical effects. Um that included the stunts and makeup and sets, which is pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, I will say that's one of the cool things, and that is something that feels very much in vain of the original Mad Max mm-hmm. films. Like the stunts and the practical effects in the first two films are insane. Like uh explosions, car cars going through yeah. like trucks and all that stuff. So it was nice to the set like, really are crazy. Cool yeah, but do any set, of them like, have a guitar that shoots fire? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Then Fear Road is better. So I don't know if I like the guitar. I love it. I fucking love love that cheesy. That's fine. It's so awesome. I was like, yeah, this is ceremonial. You gotta have some fucking. Why wouldn't you have music? It's the same. It's like the guy who'd walk into battle, like you know, the drummer boy, then trumpet and stuff. That ridiculous. Drummer boy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, to be honest, it is as cheesy as all the other Mad Max films are. Yeah. They're super cheesy as well. So, I, I love, mean, yeah. yeah. Come on. Give me I just don't head. know. There's something about, I think it's, I think it's the way at the end. I really like that he gets sort of beat up, but by Max. But then I, I think it's just like, it's kind of cheesy. The last shot of the guitar is it just flows like into the camera. And then, like all that stuff is exploding, and then that scene's so CGI. I think it's like, ah, oh, didn't like that. Bit. Nah, that's like up there with the uncut gems going into the like into the gem. Like that's up there. <laughs> this is how I went. They did use a little bit of CGI in this film, though. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I said they, they did, but uh, mainly that was just to enhance the uh, Nam- Namibian landscape because they filmed this in Namibia in in Africa. Um, they also had to remove stunt rigging and also for Furiosa's arm. Yeah. Her Did arm you know she wore a green cast to hide her lower arm and she broke Tom Hardy's nose during shooting at one point awesome. because she accidentally elbowed him in the Accidentally. Face. Accidentally. She, she's trying to elbow, like, dap him without, like, yeah. I don't know. Apparently it was a really tough shoot, obviously, because, um, good God, you're in the desert. It, and you have no idea what's going to happen with all this. Uh, Tom Hardy got a broken nose. He also, in a Cannes press conference for the movie, had said that he had to apologize to George Miller for mm-hmm. uh, the complicated relationship they had during filming. Because he said, there's no way, I mean, I have to apologize to you because I got frustrated. There is no way George could have explained what he could see in the sand when we were out there. <laughs> Because of the due diligence that was required to make everything safe and so simple, what I saw was a relentless b- barrage of complexities simplified for this fairly fairly linear story. I knew it was brilliant, but I didn't know how brilliant it, it would be until I saw it. 
So my first reaction was, oh my God, I owe George an apology for, for being so myopic. <laughs> At least he's self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Charlize Theron uh, also mentioned that she had a similar experience because she had no idea what was being filmed at the time. Mm. Um, but then it was up to the point, like it, seeing the film basically where she was just like, holy crap, you know? Yeah, I can't imagine you have much time in between takes to like look at the monitor and play it back, especially if you're like in the desert in Namibia. Yeah, it must have been extremely hot oh my God. and just like shit everywhere you know like at all times like just so much stuff must have been around like i mean like it's it's so fast like it's i don't know how much they i mean to be honest they could have just kept filming over the same like i don't know yeah over the same strip and then nobody would notice (laughs) yeah at a really cool score by tom hulkenborg Mm. aka junkie xl Mm -hmm. cool yeah Um, he's awesome really really interesting music and stuff in the film uh, I was very confused by Glory the Child. So these are the visions that Max keeps having of a child in his past. Oh, which... the, yeah, the, the little kid that looks like the kid from Les Mis. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing, this kid, because it's at times makes you think that it is Max's kid. Mm-hmm. But it's not. And there's a lot of weird theories that it's like... It's like... <laughs> well, <laughs> I have no idea who's it meant to be, but there's the more kid? about... No, no, I think no. It's like a kid that he let down in his past, not yeah, necessarily yeah. his kid, but like yeah. okay. in his sort of again, it, whatever the fuck he came from. Again, it like yeah. evoked the idea of the old one, but you, can yeah. kind of, you could think of it like that, and mm-hmm. he left a wife and family, or you can think of it the new, yeah, like a new character, well, and a new story. Yeah, I mean, they expand upon it in the comics, and then also there's like a video game. Um, I never played it, but to be good, yeah. But yeah, like the glory of the child, I think a lot of people were really confused going into it because they know Max had a kid in the in the first mm-hmm. film that was killed, but it was a boy and glory of the child was a girl. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was really confusing. So it was like, people were like, what is this meant to be? Uh, and then also, I think there is a confusing part where glory of the child calls him father or something like yeah. that. It refers to him being the father, but it's not. So it's, <laughs> it's sort of a weird thing. I think it was even expanded upon a little bit more and they had to cut a lot of that out because it was confusing. Well, there is a fan theory, though, that Mad Max in this film is actually the feral kid from the second film. I was going to ask you if you're down mm. with that theory. I love the word feral. Do you like the idea? I kind of like the idea of it. Um, Max doesn't speak very much in this film, yeah. but then again, he doesn't. He spoke more in this film than he does in The Road Warrior. So. Mm. But again, I like the Max comp- thing of like a title, like Legend of Zelda, yeah. like Link in the thing that yeah. handed like down. Like James Bond. Like Pond. Bond. <laughs> yeah. Like in world. Uh, <laughs> He grunts a lot like the feral kid does as yeah. well. And he also has a little music box. Um, and Max in Mad Max 2, the road warrior, gives the feral kid this little music box. Mm-hmm. So He could have just like taken the name, if anything. Because like, it might not yeah. be like a thing that like is handed down. It's like, I'm going to pay tribute yeah. to you by... Exactly. Because he's like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. But I'm the only yeah. guy who ever treated me. Yeah. yeah. And I want to oh, be like him. Well, the word feral. Such a great word. George Miller, he co co wrote um, Gmail, if you will. Jim Gmail, G money, G money, G make money, G makes money. Gmail That's my new uh, web <laughs> mail. Uh, happy yeah. feet. <laughs> happy feet at Gmail dot com. <laughs> happy feet fetish dot com. <laughs> okay, Tarantino. All right. Yeah, sorry. All right. One cool. more. That's it. <laughs> 
he co-wrote the comic mini series, and uh, he is, he basically said that Hardy's Max is the same character as Mel Gibson's Max. So oh. eh, he ruins the theory. Eh. Uh, so some Max casting possibilities over the years. Like I said, this was in development since 1997. So people who have come up over the years as possible people to play the role are Michael Bean. Terminator. We have Heath Ledger. Hell yeah. Channing Tatum. Oh my god. No, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently, hang on. old Hawkeye himself, Gross. Jeremy Renner, Gross, get that out of here. was really pushing hard yeah, for I'm it. I'm down with that. Uh, no man. Hawkeye could pull it off. I would rather have with, Channing Tatum. With the Endgame haircut, with the mohawk. Oh, yeah, then he's <laughs> going to start singing his country music? No, thank you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like he's going to punch the guitar guy in the face and start singing the country road. Wait for, wait for the sequel. Can I yeah. <laughs> Mad Max Country Road. Tom Hardy actually met with Mel Gibson though after he was given the role, and Mel Gibson gave him a blessing, like he actually needs it. Like yeah, Gibson, but like he needs an anti-Semitic blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you were talking about the black and chrome version. There's mm-hmm. that black and chrome version, very famous. We got a lot of flack for it over the years when we started to show it back in the day when it first came out, and a lot of people were like, "Why are you doing this? This is so hipstery!" And we're doing it again with Parasite. But George Miller wanted it to be in black and white originally. That's kind of the reason why there's a black and chrome version. Mm. George Miller laid down two stipula- uh, stipulations when he was going to make the film. Firstly, he thought that he would make a lot of color. He wanted it to be really, 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 really colorful. That way it can differentiate the film from other post-apocalyptic films, which he always said that were really yeah, they're bleak really and, gray and gross. Yeah, so uh, like he also had the idea for it being black and white because he thought it would like be really cool for a post-apocalyptic world um but i think the studio really was pushing for the color version and then once the film was a hit he got his wish to do the black and chrome version as well uh so similar there's the thing with parasite as well yeah i was just about Um, to say yeah i mean if the director wants to do it whatever it's his his view like why are you why are you angry about it i like that like (laughs) i like i've seen black and chrome i saw it at the pcc actually way before i worked there um but it kind of reminded me, like, yeah, it evoked that sort of, like, Western, very, like, old school, old West kind of shit. And I thought, hey, yeah. this is pretty cool. But then it did take away a lot. Like, the color is so rich in the, like, the OG yeah. version. And it just... It does look really cool. It looks yeah. really cool. But I don't know. It, it like, it takes, it takes away a lot of its, again, like, a lot of its character to me, at least. But it yeah. was cool. Like, it was cool to look at. But just to look at. Like, it didn't add anything yeah. to me. Like, it didn't add anything being black and white. Did you know this film featured over 470 hours of footage? <laughs> Those must have been really long days. But again, like, that must have been just, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And it took three months to go through it all. <laughs> and do you guys know who George Miller's uh, editor was? No. No, Gibson. Her name is Margaret Sixel, <laughs> and that, that's his wife. Um, that's awesome did she also edit happy feet maybe uh when she was asked why she was brought on to take on the project she's never done an action film before miller said because if a guy did it it will look like every other action movie oh it paid off and she won an academy award for best editing women (laughs) yes the film made 374 million at the box office off of a roughly 150 to 185 million budget Damn. Uh, it was a huge hit, obviously, and it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, uh, for which it won six 
um, for best editing, best production design, best costume design, best makeup and hairstyle, best sound mixing and best sound editing. Uh, It was also nominated for best picture. Second most nominations that year after The Revenant, which also featured Tom Hardy. Mm -hmm. It's been a good year that year. Boy, yeah. Uh, there's also, there was enough story when they were making all that shit to possibly have two sequels. Um, one was the working title was going to be Mad Max, the wasteland and Tom Hardy apparently signed on for like three more films. And then there was also apparently going to be a Furiosa origin story. See, that's the backstory you wanted, Jonathan. Yeah, that's the backstory I wanted, uh, which that would be called Mad Max Furiosa, I think, or I don't know. But anyway, the title that everybody deserves. It's been a big, big, big holdup, though. Have you guys heard about this? Like, uh, George Miller and Warner Brothers have been fighting in court over pay disputes. Is that why? <laughs> yeah, that's why there's been no movement on... Like, you would think, like, well, after... Who's paid, popular, pay disputes? Uh, I think Miller, oh. because the film probably made so much money. Apparently, there was, like, a $7 million bonus that was never granted to him. Um, you know, money, capitalism, let's oh, go for capitalism it. Capitalism is a disease. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the reason why there's not been a new sequel since. Yeah. Capitalism is hindering Mad Max Fury Road sequels. Would you want to see another one? Among other things, um, I I would, but like, I think I give it a couple more years because it's, more years. because it's competing with so many right now. Like you know, it's competing with so many universes that are trying to have sequels. And I feel like yeah. in a few years that shit would die down and then Mad Max would come up and be like, hey, remember us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. There's a lot of sequels out there. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if I would care or not if there's another one. Mm. Um, I, you know, after rewatching it, I liked it a lot more than I did the first couple, couple thousand times I had to watch it in the cinema. Uh, that also really does eat on you, yeah. I guess. You know, like when you watch a film, even if you kind of like it, you just like after seeing it a lot, you're just kind of like, oh, my God. God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's me with like Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Like it, it's on Netflix now, and I can watch it like happily now. But before, when my brother was like, "Can you, can you just, can you just put it on? Can you just put on the DVD?" I'm like, "No, stop! I've <laughs> seen done. this like 18 times. Go away." Yeah, yeah it's like it's <laughs> like yeah. yeah. When Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, we all had to see it like 15 times because we were showing it yeah. three times a day every day. So. Yeah, I was still in pretty hardcore Usher mode when Mad mm. Max Fury Road was on. I had to watch it quite a few times. Um, so I've seen it in many different forms from different angles and different starting points and all sorts of stuff. You know you know how it is when you just go take over someone's yeah. for a break yeah. or something. And it's always <laughs> at the same point somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. Sometimes you can't even see the whole film somehow like because you always just end up going to the same point yeah. and then like you never get to see the beginning or you never get to see the end. I always have to uh, cover Carol, somebody. And I wasn't complaining, but like I always had to, I always had to cover somebody during um, Brad Pitt's like final scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he's like tripping. And I was like, yeah. this is the best. Yeah. But then I was like, I kind of wanted to see the other shit too. <laughs> I like them just hanging out, fighting Bruce yeah. Lee and shit. Hell yeah. That's a really good part to get, uh, to get stuff into. <laughs> the, it's a really badass, insane acid trip scene you know yeah great what a great time and then like yeah. films like that like well, I, I can imagine with you like with mad max like it either grows on you or you become really annoyed by it yeah there's like no two ways That's about right. it 
Anyway, that's Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that was actually going to be screening from today, Friday the 27th of March. And, we went. and I know I said last week that we weren't going to be doing stuff like that, but it felt too yeah. relevant. Yeah. I'm inappropriate. Uh, pour one yeah. out for Mad Max. Yeah. Pour one out for both screens. Yeah, pour it out. Yeah, pour it out. I, I feel like it'll, it'll get thrown back into the, yeah, the mix. This year's the fifth anniversary. We've been, you know, working hard to get a lot of anniversary screenings in, and I'm pretty sure we'll be back once we reopen our doors. So, yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts on Mad Max. Final thoughts on Mad Max Fury Road. It's It's a good time. Like, especially, okay. I know everybody and every other podcast in the world is doing this like, oh my god, watch this if you're hunkered down and you're quarantined. But genuinely, <laughs> this is a great quarantine watch because like, you were like, oh my god, I miss the outside world. But watching this, you're like, I don't miss the outside. The I'm outside done. Scary. <laughs> but no, it, yeah, we're pretty lucky. Yeah. Things haven't devolved this far yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, Donald Trump has my water. No thanks. <laughs> but no, genuinely, like, it's it's a lot of fun especially if you have if you haven't like revisited it like in a really long time which i haven't like i don't think i saw it since it came out and um it's it's just really good to look back on and remember like oh yeah 2015 had some pretty sick movies <laughs> but yeah that those, yeah. Are, those are my final thoughts phil uh i mean yeah fun fun movie it's uh it yeah it's a hard one to recommend because maybe yeah. it's a bit too close to the bone right now film. yeah but yeah, um, you know, at least you get to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> at least you get to go outside. It's yeah. the little things now. It's like I, the thing I sort of am excited for about this whole like lockdown, quarantine, the whole global pandemic. It's shitty to say I'm excited, but like it feels like an upheaval of a lot of the things in our society that aren't. It's working. a hard reset. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard reset, and I think like Fury Road was trying to illustrate that, like. <laughs> These things don't really, work. Yeah. And it's about these people trying to hold up the ancient yeah. victims. Yeah. And trying the world to them it. And then now we're just like. <laughs> deep really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Capitalism. No, I think, that's, I think that's pretty important though, yeah. because to be honest, it, the films uh, really do just show you, I guess like each one sort of like they're fighting for different things. You yeah. know, there's a lot of oil in the, in the second film. And then this one's, about water and then uh, the women yeah. and uh, water and women, water and women. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's funny. Like because people are just fighting over of uh, resources and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, right we're lucky. We're lucky that we don't have to fight over that as much now. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of scary. It's if coming. It possibly turn that way. Oh, thank you, know? you, Phil, for the for the sore reminder. As if we didn't know already. <laughs> I'm here for the optimism. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Reality checked. <laughs> I will say that, you know, there's a lot of people watching things that are right now that are um very, very popular corn quarantine films. Yeah, like stop watching Contagion, the- please. It's yeah, not cool. It's not doesn't make great. you smarter than everyone. Yeah, and it doesn't make yeah, you But a lot of these good. films are really bad though. Like at least Mad Max is a good Fury Road is a fun, yeah. it's a fun trip. Yeah. Go watch yeah. Go watch Mad Max badass you know like it's just it's in your face and it doesn't that's another thing i appreciate about it it does not apologize for being what it is it doesn't care what you think about it like you could you could think whatever you want about like you know you can project whatever you want or interpret how you want it just is and it it is what it is it's it's what it is it's what it is 
Oh, God, I'm going to watch The Irishman That's again. Oh, man, like, yeah, I think, uh, if anything, Mad Max Fury Road gifted me with uh, wanting to watch the first two Mad Max films again. And I absolutely loved rewatching those. So I recommend watching all of them. Not the third one. Well, I haven't had time to watch Beyond Thunderdome again. So that's, that's the, the thing. I want to next on the list. I want to. I want to jump on that one. So yeah, what are you guys getting up to this week? What's going on? Fuck all, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm so I my job. Um, I have to do something for it tomorrow, so I have to like direct over Zoom tomorrow, which. I've, like, that's what you're doing. Okay, yeah, and then <laughs> I'm recording a couple more podcasty stuff. With some uh, other people yeah, yeah. and something else with John, but you'll find out. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, uh, everyone knows about little it. Little goofy bonus, yeah. Yeah, goofy bonus. Showgirls is coming. Showgirls soon. is coming. Showgirls <laughs> is coming. It has to. Showgirls is coming, and so will you. Hell yeah! Yeah. And hey. watch Showgirls in quarantine <laughs> because that, yeah, you know, that'll get you through it. Um, <laughs> what else have I got going on? Um, my podcast will be back hopefully in two weeks when I finish editing everything because I hate editing. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Jonathan. Yeah, welcome to John's you. world. <laughs> I was like, I despise it. This is hard and it takes too long. Um, <laughs> and what else Every doing? week. Every week. Yeah, and I've got a film coming out that I shot last month in um, it's gonna come out in june hopefully it's a very silly short like <laughs> but i'm excited about it nice one yeah so what do you what do you got going on what are you doing uh i'm gonna be in the house until um quarantine. yeah quarantining you know chilling quarantine <laughs> Qu- yeah exactly um yeah. quarantino um quarantino. <laughs> my yeah my fucking playlist is called Quentin Quarantino but then people are like I'm gonna make quarantinis oh god it's disgusting so I'm gonna be avoiding the internet yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's a great idea stop stop quarantine puns Jesus Christ yeah that's the last thing we need Uh, I'm just gonna yeah try and keep it neat try and keep sane Um, maybe watch a movie or two Um, I don't know yeah, nice. It's, it's a great. It's very comforting. But I've also started this show on Netflix called Dare Me. It's so dumb. It's like a cheerleader drama. It's so bad, but I can't stop watching it. Like documentary or like? Show, uh, no, show. it's like a show. Show. It's like a show. Show. Have it's you like seen the- Cheer? Yes, I love Cheer. Oh my god. Cheer, great. John, you should great watch job. Cheer. Yeah, John, you should, you should watch it. I'm watching. Paul was talking about. It. Shout out, Paul. Shout, Shout out, Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul I miss yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, don't worry about making that. well i'm gonna be doing some stuff and things and things and stuff uh basically stuff i said at the beginning of the podcast just still working working through stuff so yeah watching films when i can trying to maintain like a a sane a sane life you know it's uh feels shape like rocking back and forth right now (laughs) that is literally just yeah (laughs) uh yeah no no uh myself and arianne we are going to be on patreon in a couple of days so it's our march bonus episode we're talking about showgirls so get in on that watch showgirls find it wherever you can find it and uh, watch it go to patreon.com forward slash the pcc podcast And pay five dollars or more a month to support us while we're doing this. Uh, we're not making any money during this time uh, making this podcast, really. So, yeah, you can help us out. Uh, help us create things as a gift to you every month. We're going to give you a bonus episode. 
So you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the PCZ podcast. Subscribe for $5 or more a month. Yeah, you help us out. You can listen to me and Ariane talk about Uncut Gems. We also talk about this past year's award season. And yeah, we're doing chill girls. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Also, if you want to help out the Prince Charles Cinema, go to princechallscinema.com. Pick up a membership or pick up a gift voucher. It goes a long way to help us while we are out of work right now. So yeah, you can help us out. Keep supporting the cinema. You can support the cinema all you want. Please support the cinema. It's the best place in the whole world. Keep yeah, keep supporting things you like. Yeah. Sick. All right, we're signing off here. Ariane, where can people find you? You can find me at Ariane and Indita on Instagram and Twitter. Where can people find Sick. you, Phil, and or Jonathan? You can find me curling up into a ball, um, screaming into a pillow. Or uh, at Far Away Fed on Twitter. Which is basically the same thing. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Far away. The brand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that joke became too real too quickly. <laughs> I, should, I need to change it. <laughs> Sad is not that far away anymore. Exactly. I'm in one place all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can find me at tall for all T-A-L, the number four A-L-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And as always, at the podcast, you can find us at the PCC Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can drop us an email at podcast at princecharlescinema.com. We love hearing from you. Yeah. A lot of fun. You have an Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah five stars on Instagram. Five, five stars on Instagram. For the OG listeners. There we go. We finally have the ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. or leave us a rating or review. It really helps us out. Just... Stay safe, y'all. All right. Stay safe. Stay safe. Your hand. We love you. We love Put you. Your hands. Yeah. Tell us what you're watching, how you keep insane mm-hmm. during this what time. What are your favorite dogs in movies? <laughs> what do you eat during yeah. this time? <laughs> what are you washing your hands with? <laughs> Is it your dog? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Stop.